get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games that time of year where four media members and the head coach in all nine CFL markets put forth their ballots for the CFL awards. Welcome inside Bonfire Midweek, Darren Bombing, alongside the one and only Zach Schnitzer to my virtual right. Schnitz, how you doing, man? Uh, this game this week, uh, meaningless in the standings, but we might get a look at uh, a man we've been waiting to see possibly for months now in Nathan Rourke. Well, it, it, it kind of was meaningless. It was a glorified preseason game like last time against BC. And then all of a sudden, Nathan Rourke, like a phoenix out of the ashes, uh, forget the broken wing. Like this guy, I don't think any of us thought he'd be playing Darren. And all of a sudden, he's going to be playing a quarter. I, I, I'm fascinated to see what shape he's in. And we very well may see him two weeks later. And if he is in top form... Uh, that's a whole different ball game. So I, I'm now very interested, but you know, of course, also interested to see, you know, Desmond Lawrence and 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 how Alden Darby's fitting in and Malik Clements and all these guys. So I, I, it's going to be a fascinating game and any any uh, any game at uh, the Madhouse on Matheson, as you call it, is a is a is a good night, right? It's Intercept Cancer Night. It's '90s night. Uh, should 90s be a good night. time. Yeah. 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 No, it, it should be a good game, uh, you know, for a variety of reasons, even if it is meaningless in the standings. All CFL player uh, playoff scenarios are cemented as of right now. It's the first time I'm told in over 25 years that this has not been the case or is that right? years, this has been the case where week 21 or the final week of the CFL season didn't mean anything in the standings going all the way back to, to 1996. Wow. But we still have lots to get to on the show today. Zach, you and I are going to look back at our CFL and NFL picks from last week. Big week for you, my friend, big week for you. We'll talk about that as well as uh, looking ahead. You can see the numbers on the ticker below. Go to SIA.com slash bonfire. Uh, sign up through that link. Support us here on the channel directly uh, and uh, put a little sprinkle on uh, this final regular season week uh, of games. Get geared up for the playoffs. Uh, there is definitely value if you pick smartly uh this week we'll go through all of that uh as well as uh our nfl picks coming up uh as well but let's talk about the process that is the cfl voting zach i've yes, been a sir. voter for so long i can't even remember how many years it's been but i do remember like definitely not my first year but a couple years in it was like oh, blue bombers weren't very good is justin medlock their most outstanding player like that was a debate we had right. here in Winnipeg oh a long, long God. time ago, it seems like. So uh, it's obviously a, a very different era in Blue Bombers football. We'll get through all of uh, their. Um, well, sorry. I, I, it's so funny, though, picked. like yeah. like 2013, like who are you picking for? <laughs> you remember the tire yeah. fire 2014, 2015? Like, I don't know. Sam Hurl for most outstanding Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or you'd you know you'd take an old lineman or yeah. yeah it was it was tough it was tough pickings oh back then. Oh no boy. no question um but a handful of blue bombers nominees were unanimous selections or i should say two 
okay. in Zach Kolaris as the Blue Bombers' most outstanding player, and Dalton Schoen. I think he will be a unanimous selection league-wide in all likelihood, uh, unless there's a wild card out there somewhere uh, amongst the voters. But Zach, let's talk about the process that is the CFL awards, the all-star voting and everything, because it has started this past week. Our ballots were due on Sunday. Now these awards were announced today on Wednesday, all nine teams putting out their most outstanding player nominee, most outstanding defensive player, Canadian offensive lineman, special teams player, and their most outstanding rookie. And obviously different um, uh, uh, things you have to be eligible for that most outstanding rookie award. You can't play in any uh, NFL regular season or playoff game. Uh, but really, this this season, it's about as simple as it gets yeah. uh, with Dalton shown. Yeah. Uh, so once we do this, there's four voters in every market plus the head coach. So... That leaves here in Winnipeg now following the retirement of the legendary Bob Irving, Derek Taylor has a vote as yep. does myself, Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun and Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press. That is your football reporters of Canada, our official right. uh, organization. Uh, those are our voters for here in Winnipeg, as I mentioned, uh, as well as the head coach. So uh, what we'll do is, is we'll go through Winnipeg's. I yep. want people to jump into the live chat. Tell me what your number one and number two pick is for each of these, because that is how our official ballot is put together. We have a first pick and a second pick. So if there's any tie break needed, they tabulate those second picks um, and uh, end up putting it through. Now, if th there shouldn't be a tie because uh, there are five voters in every market, but sometimes right. in these positions, it does happen because you'll get three different people, three different players chosen for one, uh, one award. And, uh, you know, things end up, uh, kind of being even. So, uh, in, in that case, the football reporters of Canada president, uh, would have the tie breaking vote. Is that right? Eh? Yeah. So here in Winnipeg, I think it's a no brainer. Zach Kolaris is the Winnipeg yeah. most outstanding player for 2022. Um, I don't want to give away my second pick in this yet because uh, that'll kind of be determined by uh, the defensive player, uh, Canadian offensive lineman, and, and the rest that we go through. But uh, I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with Zach Kolaris uh, no. being the uh, MOP nominee here in Winnipeg. And while there will be some debate in the West. Well, it, it's funny you mentioned MOP, and I'll go on a little historical tangent here, Darren, if I may. It took the Bombers organization from 1930, 1930 when it was uh, uh, established till 1971 till we won an outstanding player award. Can you believe that? Even with the dynasty of, of the uh, of the Kenny Plain era, it was it was Don Jonas who was the first outstanding player for, for the Bombers in 71. And now it's like every year we have the most so steady player and we're, we're, <laughs> we're just like basking in awards here. It's great. Yeah. So, and, and I fully expect Kolaris to, to win the uh, league MOP as well. I mean, uh, I think there's just no doubt at this point, especially when Rourke went down. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there, but there will be many voters uh, in the other markets that will think uh, that, that um, Nathan Rourke deserves most outstanding yes. player or maybe most outstanding Canadian uh, in the West division. Right. The DC lines put their, their uh, ballot out. So their four voters and their head coach um, 
putting uh, that all tabulated. Nathan Rourke, their most outstanding player, as well as their most outstanding Canadian. So now that all of the teams in the CFL have, have, have their nominees, they all go up against each other. In our next round of voting, I will have the opportunity to vote for MOP, taking Nathan Rourke from BC, Zach Kolaris here in Winnipeg, Kenny Lawler with Edmonton, Kadeem Carey in Calgary, Darnell Sankey in Saskatchewan, and then pick a most outstanding player from that division. Same is done in the East with Hamilton's Tim White, Toronto's McLeod Bethel-Thompson, Ottawa's Lorenzo Malden, their outstanding uh, defensive lineman who racked up just a pile of sacks this year, and one of my favorite players in the league, and I'm glad he's getting recognition, Eugene Lewis, wide receiver for the Montreal Alouettes, uh, getting the nominee there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. We'll talk about it here on Bonfire Midweek in the weeks to come, uh, leading up to Grey Cup 109 in Regina. Uh, the Blue Bombers' most outstanding defensive player, well, I will mention Kolaris, was a unanimous decision. So all five of us here in Winnipeg had Zach Kolaris as number one on our ballot. Number two on my MOP ballot, well, that leads into most outstanding defensive player this season in Winnipeg. And Willie Jefferson wins the nod for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Jefferson was my number two pick this year. Zach, can you guess, and I think you can, and many people out there can also uh, guess, jump into the live chat. You know who I picked as my most outstanding defensive player on the Blue Bombers this season. The Tarpaulin, of course. <laughs> I, I was thinking of you. I mean, I have several tarps going in my backyard now, covering up the uh, spring and summer furniture. And every time I I see my tarpaulin or I hear it flapping in the wind, I think of you, Darren, and I think of Dietrich Nichols. And quite frankly, well, he was my pick. Not that I have a vote yet, but he was my, he was my pick for most outstanding defensive player for the Bombers. And and I wanted to pick your brain here. How do you decide between a Willie Jefferson and a Dietrich Nichols, especially when a lot of the time they might not rack up stats simply because teams are uh, the, they're trying to make the play go away from those guys because they're so uh, right. expert at their positions? Yeah, uh, I wrestled with this one for a long time. Uh, interesting, uh, Gregory Liverpool mentioning Demario mm. Houston, number two in his most outstanding defensive player ballot. Uh, Gregory yep. has some thoughts on Nathan Rourke and his eligibility. Well, Demario Houston only played X amount of games this right. season as well uh, and has been hurt. We'll get into the Blue Bombers health situation, what we saw from uh, practice uh, on Monday and Tuesday uh, this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Les Brown. How about that? Bob man P uh, jumping in with one of the best <laughs> defensive backs. The blue bombers have ever had the Absolutely. reason Rod Hill had five picks in a game is because they did not want to throw at Les Brown on the other side of the field. That's why I picked Dietrich Nichols as my most outstanding defensive player here in Winnipeg. Another part of me, Zach, and I've employed this strategy or mantra or whatever you want to call it since early in my time of, of being, uh, you know, privileged enough to vote on these awards. And that is to draw attention to players that maybe get overlooked, having conversations with people out East, even out West, they know Dietrich Nichols is on the team. They know he's a good player, but I don't think they know just how good he is. Uh, I really encourage people to go to, uh, you know, down into the videos and and check out my one-on-one with Brandon Alexander that I did uh, late last week. Uh, He used a very specific word, and you won't miss it if you listen to it. 
uh, of how he described Dietrich Nichols. And to me, that screamed everything I needed to know. Uh, I, I had my mind made up before I talked to Brandon Alexander, but it probably did help solidify it. So I had uh, Dietrich Nichols um, as my number one and Willie Jefferson as my number two. And because of that, uh, I had Dietrich Nichols as my number two for most outstanding player on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Um, DBs need a little bit more recognition in this league because when a D lineman is playing well, they get knockdowns, they get uh, pressures, they get sacks. tackles for loss, they get sacks. Yeah. Defensive backs, when they're playing well, they don't get a lot of tackles because the ball isn't going their way. They don't yeah. get a lot of interceptions because the ball isn't going their way. Right. Uh, you need to dig a little bit deeper and look a little bit closer. Um, so that mantra that I've had from early in my time voting, Zach, is this. If I think Willie Jefferson is going to run away with the vote, which I did, no surprise, because he's just that good and that impactful in every game, I might, you know, tilt my vote a little bit more to the, um, you know, just a little bit different, just to just to let it be known um, that there's other players out there that are, are right there with Willie Jefferson. So there's but, there's a moral imperative here for DB. Well, I take it extremely seriously, right? Yeah. You can go back to the Andrew Harris conversation in 2019. Oh, yeah. You can go back to uh, the Solomon Elamimian conversation from 2018, I believe it was, where he was the first defensive player in CFL history to win most outstanding player. Not defensive right. player, but most right. the MOP award. Uh, and I was really glad I was, yeah. you know, part of that tip of that spear that had people say, okay, it doesn't have to be Bo Levi or, or Mike Riley or Ricky Ray or, or whoever with a, a whole pile uh, of pass yards. It can be a guy that makes it happen on the other side of the football. The tackle numbers definitely help. The BC Lions having one of the best defenses with Saul and Adam Big Hill and, and TJ Lee and uh, a whole bunch of guys back. That all helped. But, um, you know, the voting is done by members of the media. Uh, I, I just want to bring, um, you know, what I can to that group to, uh, you know, make, make the best well, man win, if you will. And, and I, and I wonder like, so from your chair, there are there databases that the, the lay person wouldn't have access to in terms of like, if you're looking at a Dietrich Nichols, I would be looking at, you know, how many passes went his way. And of those, how many were actually completed? What was the average depth of pass or target at Dietrich Nichols? I think I saw somewhere where it was, you know, he only let one deep ball, like plus 30 uh, yards on him all year. Uh, like, so, so it's, I wonder because the CFL probably doesn't do it. It definitely doesn't do, do a good enough uh, job on stats, Darren, uh, and deeper stats that you would need maybe to evaluate somebody that, that doesn't rack up numbers, but you know, has an impact, even if it's just the eye test. Right. Like we, we do get a stats pack, everybody in the CFL on a weekly basis. Yeah. We get game analysis report, league analysis report, uh, game notes prior to every game, and then a statistical breakdown of, of every final uh, in, in the CFL, um, you know, from game to game. And in the end, you know, if Dietrich Nichols doesn't jump off the page because, uh, you know, they're just not throwing his way, it's because you watch the game. Right. I do yeah. my best to watch every minute of every CFL game that I can. Do I accomplish that every year? Absolutely not. It's very, very hard to watch four games a week for 21 weeks all season long, plus the playoffs. Right. So I, I do the best I can. I try to catch up. 
And in the end, you have to rely on your eyes and you have to rely on your ears in talking to people in other markets. Who's impressing the coaches in Montreal? I'll call yeah. somebody I know in the team or somebody I know in the media. Um, you know, same, same with a lot of the other markets. You do your homework. You do the best you can. I think where that most comes out is in the offensive line men of the year award right mm. so uh we'll, we'll get to most outstanding canadian in a second most outstanding offensive lineman uh here in winnipeg uh is i think to very little surprise stanley bryant he received my number one vote my number two vote went to pat newfeld uh in years past i have voted stanley Bryant and Jamarcus Hardrick this year. I feel Hardrick maybe had a bit of a down year just in watching him. And then conversations I've had with people that know what they're talking about. They're either on the field or they're on the sidelines on the field um, and, and that sort of thing. So um, I, I think Stanley has a very good chance uh, based on uh, the season he had, the based on the season Kolaris has had and that Brady Oliveira has had that uh, he could come out of the West once again, uh, as the West Division's uh, nominee for most outstanding offensive lineman. Yeah, and I guess you know next week we'll talk about you know the league-wide awards and the divisional awards and who 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 you picked and why because that'll be interesting. I, I, off the top of my head, I think about Calgary's O line as potentially uh, fighting us for top O line and even maybe surpassing us this year with their rushing totals and and the the puny amount of sacks they've allowed. Uh, on on both Mayor and Bo Levi Mitchell, so it right. should be interesting, right? I think we have Winnipeg itis, especially I do as a fan. You know, you kind of think of like I think about Nick Dembski, for example, most outstanding Canadian on the team, and then I think, well, of course he's going to be for the whole league. But then you look at Curly Gittens, and you look at KSB, and some of those guys that have more numbers than him. Mind you, albeit uh, Rourke, albeit Dembski has a, a nice, uh, juicy amount of touchdowns, so. It's an interesting process to, to hear yep. about uh, from my perspective and our fan, our fire starters well, as well. Offense versus defense as well, right? Like Dempsey sure. can put up the gaudy numbers, running the ball, receiving touchdowns, the rest. But then you have Cameron Judge, sure. who is an every down tackle yeah. machine for the Calgary Stampeders. And I think, um, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of debate for most outstanding Canadian uh, as well. We'll maybe we'll get into uh, who we think will come out of the East and the West uh, you know, once we uh, go through Winnipeg's uh, ballot yeah. here. But yeah, you mentioned it. Most outstanding Canadian uh, receiver Nick Dembski gets the Winnipeg Blue Bombers nomination. Not a unanimous selection by the four media right. voters and head coach Mike O'Shea. Not sure um, who they may have uh, given that to uh, for, for most outstanding Canadian. Um, but uh there are a lot of good Canadians on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers roster. It could be Pat Newfeld. Yeah. Um, it could be, um, you know, some of the special teams players that are outstanding. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Mark Leggio maybe got a vote from somebody. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, because people love to jump in on, you know, his misses uh, that were maybe a bit egregious, but through the majority, I won't even say through the majority of the season those games where he struggled was like two games, right? Yeah. You there look at the game Montreal at home against game, Montreal, BC, yep. and then the game in BC, right? So uh, I thought he had an exceptional year, not just kicking, but punting um, as well. So uh, Nick Dembski is going to make some noise in the West. Maybe we'll, we'll get into Curly Gittins, Nathan Rourke, Cameron Judge, yes. uh, 
uh, and the rest a little bit later. Most outstanding special teams player in Winnipeg. Uh, I'm not surprised to see Janarian Grant uh, taking uh, Winnipeg's nomination. Also not unanimous. Um, just mentioned, uh, uh, obviously, um, Mark Leggio, but Mike Miller. Mike Miller uh, could have got a vote, right? Yeah, and, and there's a lot of good uh, special teams players uh, on the cover teams as well that uh, have played exceptionally well this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I looked at Mike Miller's stats when I was sort of doing my own just for fun, and I thought, you know, he had a good year in terms of special teams tackles totals. But again, like, how do you really evaluate that? Because he could be the quarterback of of the cover team. Uh, You know, guys could be running away from Mike Miller because he's a killer. And it's it's tough. It's really tough to evaluate that uh, unless, like you said, like I appreciate that you actually talk to people in the know. You talk to the, to the team. You talk to reporters in those cities. I think that's really you have to do your homework, right? Because you you really don't know. It's it's not always the person that jumps off. I mean, for Janarian Grant, however, he's the only one with two punt return touchdowns in the in the league. He also had a kick return touchdown. Um, I'm sure that played a role in it, hey? No, most certainly. Most certainly. You know, that that's a very interesting one is when you have these like robo kickers, not, you know, not the actual robo kicker in, in Dave Ridgeway of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders of uh, <laughs> times gone by, but you have these really good kickers and punters like Renee Paredes and, and uh, uh, Sergio Castillo and, and Sean White and a lot of players that have come through the league uh, over the last number of years. And then you have these guys that have these explosion games or big yeah. gaudy return yards or, or some yeah. highlight reel spin moves and, and, you know, speed down the sideline uh, or, or slicing through the middle. And it's like, Oh, how do you look past those impact plays in games versus the consistency and the importance that is the kicking game, um, you know, through a season, of course, Chandler worthy uh, in Montreal is, is going to get uh, a lot of attention. Uh, yeah. I, I would be surprised if he didn't come out uh, of the East um, Mario Alford obviously was with Montreal, uh, where these, um, emergence made him expendable. He joined Saskatchewan and played uh, extremely well. He was yep. unanimous, uh, selection, uh, as their, uh, most outstanding special teams player, uh, in Saskatchewan. So, um, my ballot was Janarian Grant, uh, and I had Mark Leggio as number two, uh, yep. on my, um, ballot there for most outstanding yeah, rookie. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's fair. I was just gonna say that that's totally fair. I think I think legs as Chico Napoli as he says in caps every time. I hope you're having enjoying your Boston pizza, buddy. Uh, you know, I'm bringing this one up again. Love one bird alarm. Yeah, he, he certainly did with those two. Not not just the 55 yard kick, folks. That b- balletic uh, swerve away from two would be punt blockers. That that would have changed the game. That's a good one from Kevin. You know, did Brady Oliveira maybe get some votes for Canadian? He certainly came on in the end. And and had he played the full game maybe two weeks ago in BC, he racks up mm-hmm. some more stats. He's now sort of fallen back in the in the rushing title race. But, well, it's because uh, he had two bye weeks in the last month of the yeah. season, right? Well, it's not that he yeah. fell back. It's just everybody else. Well, but he also, they also didn't play him very much last game, last game right? Like he played right. a couple snaps. But right. uh, certainly a guy that, that really... Um, uh, really impressed me in terms of of how of his trajectory from where he started the shoes he yeah. had to fill in um yeah so rookie i mean obviously that was unanimous you'd have to you'd have to have a screw loose to think it could be anything 
other than I'm with you, Bob, man, uh, everybody out there really appreciate you joining us here on bonfire midweek, going through, uh, the blue bombers and CFL, uh, team award nominations and, and getting into the voting and all of that. Do us a big favor, get down to the video below, give us a thumbs up, uh, subscribe, uh, consider subscribing. If you haven't yet jump on your podcast feed and subscribe there as well. If you need a little taste of the bonfire, uh, when you're out and about or wherever, um, you know, you can just pop open your, uh, Apple pods or your Google podcasts or Spotify or whatever. Uh, and we'll be there for you as well. Great cup week. We're going no matter what. So there will be tons of awesome content all week long, uh, live from Regina as well. And, uh, then we'll get the, the hockey going here, uh, in Winnipeg very soon. Um, most outstanding rookie. We leave the best for last, uh, unanimously selected, Blue Bombers outstanding receiver Dalton shown even as uh, a third or fifth or seven year player in the league, he would be thought of as a league all-star with the numbers and production and uh, frankly uh, highlight real plays that Dalton shown has been able uh, to, to amass this season, Zach, it's really, really something. The revelation, not the Strevelation. He's the revelation folks. I, I say it again. He's not only a rookie, Darren, he he never played the waggle in his entire life, walks on, and the work ethic, the accountability, I mean, and the and just the the sheer talent, right? Uh, I think I remember you talking about him in preseason and saying, "Hey, don't be surprised if this guy makes the roster." That's one thing. But if I would have told you this guy's going to have 1,275 yards and 15 touchdowns, like four more than Dominic Rhymes, and could very well win the receiving yards title. He's definitely going to win the, the receiving touchdowns title. I don't want to say it made Greg Ellingson an afterthought, but it's not like we were whining and moaning about Greg Ellingson not being on the field most of the season. He made I mean, it digestible, is, a lot of oh, those injuries, right? This guy has been an absolute revelation. Uh, it reminded us of Brandon Zilstra, and that's saying something. And for some, you know, Zilstra had five touchdowns when in his breakout season. He very, This guy very well may have um, put Zilstra quite a bit behind him in terms of his production and Zach trusting him, Zach being uh, – you know, a veteran quarterback who's had, you know, who's had relationships with guys for, for years, um, chemistry, right? Um, this is a rookie and he's earned Zach's yeah. trust, especially on those broken plays in the red zone. Like my goodness, it's uh, it's something that we'll uh, certainly be remembering and hopefully writing about uh, for years. No, no question. No question. It really is something special. It helps when you have a quarterback like Zach Kolaris. Uh, but yeah, you know, have we seen, uh, w- will this be the the final stretch of two, three games for Dalton Schoen? Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. We'll, we'll see what uh, the winter brings for uh, the young man from Kansas State. Uh, okay, so no, like, look, if Dalton Schoen doesn't win the CFO's Most Outstanding Rookie Award, Something is wrong, but yeah. I would love to get your take, uh, Zach, on some of the other nominees of if Shone didn't exist, what do you think would happen? The BC Lions uh, nominated Emmanuel Rag- uh, Ragamba, 
the Edmonton Elks had Kevin Brown, their linebacker, yeah. who they uh, just, or pardon me, their tailback, Running who back, they just signed yeah. to a new contract extension. Makes you wonder about James Wilder Jr. Signed a multi-year contract coming yeah. into this year, suffered an injury early in the season, uh, uh, and that was it for him. Calgary Stampeders tailback Peyton Logan oh, and the yeah. Riders tailback Frankie Hickson. Yeah. Both outstanding little bowling ball, um, you know, uh, uh, pinballs, if you will. Uh, pinball juniors for um you know those two west division teams that'll be interesting kicker seth small in hamilton uh yep. greg mckeller with the toronto argonauts i'll be honest i'm, I'm not even sure who greg mckeller is could be yeah, a, seriously he, sound, he sounds he like, sounds sounds like he's out. an accountant at uh i don't know a, yep. a local establishment <laughs> <laughs> uh, Devonte Williams is the most outstanding rookie from Ottawa. Tyson yeah. Philpot of the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah. I sure hope he gets uh, or becomes the East Division nominee for most outstanding rookie. Who, who do you like out of that group? I honestly like Hickson impressed me, but but it's got to be Peyton Logan for me. That guy with the, just and 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 again Winnipeg Itis. I mean, we saw what he did to us, and uh, I believe it was the second home game. We only beat him by two, and that guy was just running circles around their linebackers. They just got him the ball in space, and then of course, you know his return yardage and touchdowns and and just uh, skills catching the ball, running the ball, special teams. Um, for me, he he really really stuck out, and and frankly, he's one guy that makes Calgary very scary. Where you have this three headed monster of of him, uh, Jedrick Mills, and then of course Kadeem Carey. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a hydra of running backs, and uh, he's a scary player. He's, Did you see the two on one interview with uh, with Mills and Kadeem Carey? No, I didn't. It, it was really something. Uh, Danny Austin, friend of the program, uh, great reporter for Post Media in Calgary, requested those two running backs together post game, and it was just awesome with them kind of talking with one another. Um, you know, I don't know if Danny stole the idea for me, but that's kind of what I did with uh, Brady Oliveira did. and and Johnny Augustine earlier this year. But um, you know, I, I might have to bug Danny for for some royalties there. But uh, <laughs> it was it was a very cool interview to to watch, especially Kadeem Carey. Being, you know, as good as he is and, and as established now that he is in the CFL, talking about, you know, getting uh, Mills the work and mm -hmm. uh, the production. And, you know, one of them, you know, gets down to the goal line. They bring the other guy in. He gets the touchdown. And then they reverse roles on the next drive where Mill oh, or, you know, uh, Carey gets him down to the goal line and then Mills gets his touchdown. So, um uh, spoil of riches there uh, at tailback. Uh, oh, with yeah. Peters. You saw how they took it to Saskatchewan, although I don't know if the riders were uh, psychologically going to put up much of a fight last week. We can talk more about that when we review the week, but uh, they were just, they could have called a run play every play and, and the three yep. of those guys would have just ridden those. And that's a good linebacking core with, with Sankey there and, and Larry Dean and whatnot. But yeah. Uh, embarrassment of riches in the run game for the snaps. No question. Uh, and, and speaking of watching the games, I don't know about you, Zach, but I go to SIA.com slash bonfire during the game. Okay. Yes. You've told me about this. And it's like, you watch the lines move and the odds move. And like, you don't have to go crazy, but if you just sit there and you watch, watch the first half, watch the second quarter, Watch the third quarter and you'll like, you'll look at the over under number and you're like, okay, it's 13, 10. It's the third quarter. The offenses have been struggling. I don't think they're going to get to 44. Points. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you throw a little money on that, right? And like, or or the money line or the second half money line or the point spread will change based on what happens in the game. Uh, last week, who was it? It was um, uh, Ottawa had a 7-0 lead. No, Edmonton had a 7-0 lead uh, in their game. And suddenly the point spread line swung huge. And I'm like, hang on a second. There's no way Edmonton's going to win this game. But now you can get great odds Right on Edmonton losing just because they're up seven nothing. So you jump on that. You can do quite well uh, yes. in game betting. So uh, go check them out. There's the link right there below. And for those listening on podcast, SIA.com slash bonfire sports interaction is Canada's oh, online fun, sports book, CFL, NFL, NHL, and you, you name it. Uh, you don't I, have I, to bet the farm, it. right? You don't have to be, you can, you could sprinkle in five, 10 bucks here. I, there, I've been going like a buck a on different hockey games. Sure. On a parlay, yeah, six game parlay in the NFL, like you know, it's it's just entertainment, folks, and and it totally. makes it it makes it really fun. You know, you might actually care what happens in that Tennessee Titans, uh, Houston Texans right. game, or or you're right. watching, you know, an Ottawa Red Blacks game and they're out of contention, but you're looking at the over under and and who's injured, and you might be able to catch catch something in the second half. So I've had a great time on that site, and honestly, Darren, it's not just because they're sponsors. Like when you withdraw your funds from there, it is like instant. If if you Boom. don't get the SMS code that you need to interact, to, the interact one, right? Yeah, it's awesome. They they have twenty four seven live live chat assistance. The people they're not computers. They come on there. They help you. They're super friendly. Everything's yeah. I get them on the easy, I get them on the phone. Peasy. I was talking to him on the phone the yeah. other day. It was, it was great. Yeah, I was like, no, yeah, I'm here in Quebec, and uh, you know, he's talking it like it was awesome. If you've ever tried other betting sites to get your money out, or you've had it, <laughs> might take a week. Like, well, oh, the the miles and miles of red tape. That oh, your yeah. your uh, the image you showed us of your license, uh, it's not quite there. Can you send it again? Can you send it again? So, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's just say I've I've done well. You've done even better, and uh, yes. Yeah. So don't forget, folks. I'm I'm going to be revealing our our third of four. Prizes for our special holiday pack from our friends at TSV. We had the Jets mug. We had the the hand the the hand and arm uh, warmers that the official official ones the players wear on the sidelines. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the third one uh, later today, tonight I should say. Yeah, well, I'm a little off, nice. man. I got to tell you, my daughter had like the, the like a hurricane of a tantrum. Seven year olds. <laughs> I didn't know this dude, but like, it's like they're so up and down. One minute, like she's like she a better be good. She angel. better be good the rest of the week, Zach, because oh Halloween's God. coming. I don't know if if anyone has had a seven year old here in the in the chat, or they they are like uh, the bonfire's raging one minute, and then the next minute they're just like I'm an adult, and then and then the two seconds later it's like screaming on the floor and and spitting and hitting their. <laughs> what's going on so my You'll wife be okay my, hey, my wife made me leave the room and go Zach, put you are plugs. safe and warm oh around the bonfire now oh so no worries I'm while i'm just uh, rattled dude i'm rattled in. no you're good i can tell you're good uh <laughs> so special teams player in the east chandler worthy of montreal louis philippe bourassa for ottawa a great cover man uh daniel adababoye from Toronto, Seth Small, Hamilton's kicker. I think Chandler Worthy is going to come away with that one. Um, Rene yeah. Paredes in Calgary, Mario Alford, the returner in Saskatchewan, Christian Salisbury in Edmonton, Sean White, the veteran 
uh, in BC uh, to go along with right. uh, Janarian Grant here in Winnipeg. Who do you like to come out of the West? Well, I mean, it's it's the the sexy stat is the return numbers, right? He has three, and and nobody else has three. So Janarian Grant looks looks good on paper, but then you have those those gaudy kicking numbers of Paredes and and White. Uh, there, those are hard to argue with. And Alfred, uh, you know, Alf, Alfred's been phenomenal. Although yes. I don't, I don't know that uh, if I was a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan, I'd be enjoying how much they were celebrating that kick return touchdown when they were just eliminated from the playoffs. I don't think you'd see that on O'Shea's team. But uh, that aside, uh, I'd have to look more closely. Like I know Sean White's. Um, I did a little bit of, of 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 research, and Sean White's percentage is higher than Paredes, but he doesn't have as many longer kicks uh, and as many attempts. So you know you have to really look at the at the numbers and and the attempts and and depth of of kick and all of those things situationally. You know, is it, is it a game winner? Uh, so my my sense immediately, if you're going to go kicker, would be Paredes, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, the the big returns uh, seem to stand out in people's minds a lot, at least through my experience of uh, watching how the votes uh, get shaken out. Uh, most outstanding Canadian in the West, Adam Konar, the linebacker for Edmonton, Joel Figueroa, the offensive line, or pardon me, did I miss? Oh yeah, okay, sorry. Adam Konar in Edmonton, uh, Nathan Rourke in BC, Kean Schaefer-Baker, who I think has a very good yeah. shot uh, uh, coming out of the West, probably along with Rourke and Nick Dembski. Um, uh, Cameron Judge adds even more fuel uh, to Judge that debate yeah. uh, in Calgary. Uh, yeah. Tunde Ndeleke, great phenomenal. DB and yeah. special teamer in Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, Curly Gittens Jr., who really emerged this season as a receiver in Toronto. Uh, Nate Bahar, the receiver in Ottawa, uh, and Mark Antoine Decroix in Montreal. Another great yeah. cover All man. very good and, players. Yeah, and special teamer as well. So uh, the power is in the West. I think Decroix or Gittens is going to be the nominee coming out of the East. But when you put Cam Judge against Nathan Rourke, against Nick Dembski, against Kean Schaefer-Baker... It's anybody's to win. Really is. But, and don't you get the sense that Rourke will get it just because I think the trajectory was he would have won MOP hands down as much as we hate to say that Winnipeg and, and they'll give it to him just because of how explosive and record-breaking he was. Like he he's a phenom. I mean, he reminded, he was on pace for Doug Flutie numbers. Yeah. And he's Canadian. So uh, I don't know what you think, Darren, but I, I just figure he's a shoe in for that MOC. Although Gittens in the East, <laughs> that's right, she did. <laughs> I I listened to the car. post game on the Green Zone just for entertainment, and 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 it didn't even give me that man. Like if you're a Bombers fan and and you want to be entertained, you go on the Ryder fan forum when they lose or miss the playoffs. But it was actually so sad that that I wasn't even entertained. I I, I actually felt in my cold blue heart. There was a little bit of empathy for those uh, deranged fans to the left. I mean, really, we'll get to that. But I, I actually, I was, I was like, oh my god, a whole hour of post game, and I get to hear this. 
I was like, these guys are uh, like, it's just, it's a sad embarrassment. And if I'm a writer fan, like they were outraged. Like you, you, you heard people on that chat and, and on the forum saying like, I am not renewing my tickets. These are writer uh, fans. Hey, a lot of fans say that they've said that about the jets. They've said it about the bombers. They say it about the Canadians. They say it about yep. the Canucks, you know, um, <laughs> th- that's their right as fans. Totally. Know? And that's, that's Spend the money point. You want. Uh, that's the point Belton and the boys were making. Like you, yep. you, you as a fan, if you pay money, you can have any opinion you want. But anyway, Lynn Reimer here is saying to suck it up. No empathy here. <laughs> Jeff, he's not liking my take. And uh, Bombers 985, he says, Ryder, pain and anger feeds my soul. So um, I'm just too much of a softy. Anyway, Darren, well, well yeah. I digress. I'll, I'll take a Richie, shot. Richie, I, w- I want to get to that comment uh, you made about Nathan Rourke over the next couple of weeks uh, in just a second. Um, so offensive lineman, uh, Landon Rice in Montreal, Winnipeg native. Uh, Jacob Ruby in, uh, Ottawa, uh, Dayon Allen in Toronto, Toronto. Brandon Revenberg will probably come out of the East, uh, from Hamilton, uh, over in the West, Derek Dennis, despite his season ending early came out as Calgary's offensive line nominee, not Zach Williams, another Winnipeg native, not Ryan Sevier, who I thought uh, was probably going to be in the running there uh, as well. Logan Furland with Saskatchewan. I don't know (laughs) nothing on Logan Furland, but I don't know. They they had to, they had to pick somebody, I guess. Right. Right. Um, And then uh, Mark Cordy uh, in Edmonton uh, was a unanimous decision. And uh, Joel Figueroa joining uh, Stanley Bryant, uh, in the West. Uh, that'll be an interesting one, it's you know, an, you know, and I wondered, Darren, and, and let me, and let me, I wanted to ask you this. So it's, I think about the Academy Awards, right. Where you have someone that's the best every year, um, like a Meryl Streep, right. But you can't keep giving them a, the award because people stop watching because it's not interesting anymore. Right. It's like if Winnipeg and Hamilton play against each other again in the Grey Cup. You know, people get sick of it, even if they're the best. So to, is is there something where, like, Stanley Bryant may be the best again, but it's just, like, people want to give it to somebody else? Or they, I they think just, that does happen you know, sometimes. I feel like there's a little bit of – although Derek Dennis had a phenomenal year. He really did. They were the yeah. they were the best running team in the league. They were protecting Bo yep. uh, at that time uh, when yep. Dennis went down. So – yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, that'll be a I tough, like a lot of these things, like what I'm hearing is that like, you, it's kind of like the gray cup. It's like whoever comes out of the West probably has a, a really good shot of taking the whole, the whole thing. Right. So Casey Jones says, uh, Landon rice is actually a Brandon Oak Lake boy born so in Winnipeg. So, uh, but thank you. Appreciate the, uh, that, uh, as well. How about this? Bailey says, uh, I don't know why, but Zach's giving out a real life auto from the Simpsons vibe. I, okay. I, I haven't watched the Simpsons in many years. It smells like Otto's auto jacket. Auto. I got to look up auto. I forget who that is, it's but I'm school very... bus driver. Oh, <laughs> Remember, he's kind of like a pothead. It's like, Oh, it smells like Otto's jacket in here. <laughs> Well, I, I do have bags under my eyes genetically, and that is even worse since I've had a, a little rasp in the voice. And, uh, and you said it looked like I had a black eye. I think that's an emotional black yeah, eye for my daughter. Kiss, you got a little kisser there. We literally had like the most mature conversation about how much TV she was going to get. Everything was rosy. We had a plan. And then two hours later, 
she said, okay, I want to watch TV. And I'm like, no, <laughs> just lost it. I think that's, a, it was an emotional black eye, Darren. It's, Those it's just, can hurt you know, more than the real it, thing. It hurts. It, it, it runs deep. But hey, if I could be a bus driver, that that's a that's you know you're keeping kids safe. You're you're developing rapport with the kids. You're you're the first entry into the school world for some of these kids. So you got to be a friendly face. Uh, yeah, love it, love it. I'm honored to be to be equated to a bus driver named Otto from The Simpsons. Thank you. Uh, so quickly, we'll wrap this up. Uh, defensive player Gary Peters, the defensive back in BC. Oh, Jake Serezna, awesome yep. season on a uh, growing Edmonton Elks team. Uh, really glad he came out of there. <laughs> Darnell Sankey, not just the MOP of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, also most outstanding defensive player. Yeah. Sean Lemon in Calgary. Yes. Uh, Winton McManus, the linebacker in Toronto. Javan Santos Knox, our old pal here in Winnipeg. Yes, number 45. Hamilton's nominee, Lorenzo Malden, MOP and MODP in yeah. Ottawa. Adarius Pickett, great pick from the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah. They got a lot of good players on that defense, but I really like that. Uh, it was a unanimous selection too uh, for Adarius Pickett. I think defensive player is is wide open this year. Is there anybody that you really like? I'll, I'll say maybe outside of Willie Jefferson. <laughs> how could i like anyone outside of willie jefferson no uh the, the, i like dietrich uh, nichols i mean yeah those, those <laughs> greg saying handed my 90s card immediately for sure uh maybe i was <laughs> maybe i was high the whole 90s i don't know but um there's so many guys there that are that are studs darren uh, i i would have a really hard time like Sean Lemon for me is someone else. he has a lot of the sexy stats, as I always he say, does. but uh, I didn't come up with that term, but I always say it. Um, and, and kind of like, wasn't he unceremoniously dumped by, was it Edmonton? Another team dumped Lemon. And, and then here he has this monster. I feel like he's played well, for every team in the league. He, but, he has been on a lot of teams, but he's, but the, the, the numbers he's racked up is, is pretty phenomenal, but he's, he's got like Mike Rose there and Aremolata. He's got a really good cast of characters on that D line, but he certainly jumps out to me just in terms of his raw numbers as yeah. someone, but McManus is phenomenal. Uh, Sankey is a tackling machine. It, it would be hard. It would be hard to pick for me. I'm how about you? It is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to reserve judgment for yeah. the time being. Yeah, I as, a, as a ballot holder, I don't want to get chewed up too much uh, before I, I really put in my work, uh, put in my homework. Uh, yes. Most outstanding player, Ottawa's Lorenzo Malden, Gino Lewis in Montreal, Tim White in Hamilton, McLeod Bethel-Thompson in Toronto. I think the East is wide open. Wide, mm -hmm. wide open. In the West, joining Zach Kolaris, Kadeem Carey in Calgary, Darnell Sankey in Saskatchewan, Nathan Rourke in BC, Kenny Lawler in Edmonton. Uh, it's going to come down to Rourke and Kolaris. Mark my words. Yeah. Well, it, it, and just just uh, just something I think about, you know, you think about these linebackers like McManus and Sankey rack up right these, and, and Judge who rack up these tackling stats. If you're a linebacker, you want tackles, right? Uh, but mm -hmm. it's not like a DB where who where the, if they have double digit tackles, something's wrong. But then you know, so Biggie doesn't have a, a huge number of tackles. He's not at his usual pace, Darren. But then you look at the fact that the Bombers have allowed the least rushing touchdowns. So to what extent does that play into voting? Not just individual stats, 
but team stats. 100%. 100%. It absolutely factors in. Yeah. Like if 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 you're if you have a high field goal percentage because you're you keep chi- keep uh, kicking chip shots, right? Like you, you got to look past some of the numbers. And stats are only good in context. Um, that is true. You know, it's like when I go to my mom's. You house. Got to watch the games, man. You got to. Well, watch. I go to my mom's house and, and I and I can reach the the second level of the cupboard for for some glassware, and she says, "Oh, you're so tall." You know, you know, tall, tall being. Uh, an interesting word, right? I'm five, six and three quarters on a good day. If my daughter hasn't like pounded my soul down to like, the, you know, down to size. So, you know, tall, tall, tall in the schnitzer house is, is means nothing, right? Man, she shook you up today. Oh. Um, who is it here? Uh, Larry Ward no, says, is Kenny Lawler going to stay in Edmonton? Not if I'll he say had a this. They, they signed. Uh, um, Heavy ball Cornelius. Yeah. Like, give me a break. No, 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 not Cornelius. They signed their. Uh, oh, uh, Mitchell. Breakout. Dylan Mitchell. Dylan Mitchell, their breakout receiver. So maybe Kenny is going to be a free agent uh, again this year. I just wanted to mention this. Um, Farhan <coughs> Lalji, who, like, look. If I have a football question, I ask Farhan. Great guy, good friend oh, yeah. of mine. Uh, very happy to be able to to have him at my disposal uh, as far as getting uh, information uh, or even just frankly insight uh, when I need it. But here is his CFL West award winners: Zach Kolaris, Sean Lemon. Stanley Bryant, Dalton Schoen, Janarian Grant, and then struggling between Rourke and Judge for most outstanding Canadian. Um, so, you know, uh, I think that maybe puts a lot of people's perspective on a different scale when they think, you know, oh, it can't be Nathan Rourke, it's got to be Nick Dembski. Look, like, Nathan Rourke lit it up. He deserves recognition for that Cameron judge had an outstanding season uh, as well. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. It'll be, it'll be very interesting. Uh, contentious nearly. I'm sure there'll be some good debates and conversations about all of this Is, uh, in the football reporters of Canada hospitality suite sure. at the gray cup in Regina. So let me ask you, Darren, is there, is there somebody amongst the, the voters nationally that, for whatever reason, like you just go head to head, like for whatever reason, every year you guys just tend to disagree, which well, is a if good there thing, was, right? If yeah. there was, do you really think I would air that laundry? <laughs> I'm not talking about in a bad way. I'm talking about like both intelligent people. Well, like who just, likes to debate? Yeah. Who do you mo- oh, have like the hottest debates with? Lots of people love to debate. Like, look, like <laughs> this isn't a secret. Jeff Hamilton and uh, Danny Austin, um, Matt Sakaris, uh, Jamie Nye, yep. uh, amongst many others, myself included, that love to get into the debates about it all. And it gets down to the nitty gritty where we're debating. It's like, don't you remember week 17? That game was in Hamilton, right? Yeah. Like, remember in the third quarter and they were up by 15? But like, why did that lead a race? It was because this happened because of this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And it's like, and then he did it again the next week. And, you know, he was doing it earlier in the year too. Yeah, but remember when it gets... I'd love it to. I'd love to detailed. be a fly on the wall to use an overused cliche, but yeah. but I think it would be like after the awards are finalized and it's the awards show after Grey Cup, man. Like someone should record that 
uh, maybe edit out some bleep out some things, but, uh, folks, he's not naming names. These are his freaking colleagues, right? <laughs> maybe you're jealous of that, but like there is, I could name drop my colleagues and they're pretty smart. But like, if you work in the media business, your colleagues are in the media. Well, look, I got a, bu- I got a buddy named Mitch who is a, <laughs> the, the Supreme King of dry humor. And if we're talking about sports and, and, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, Dave Naylor called me the it would be, oh, hang on a sec. Hang on. Hang on. Here, let me get that. I got there. Is that name you've dropped there? <laughs> Come on. That's what he loves. Aaron, to do. you're but one yeah, of no, the most like, humble I mean, and personable guys I know that you can't, you can't throw shade on this guy for Naylor. Like, these are his freaking co- like, oh, uh, was he supposed to say like, oh, I, I talked to other, uh, you know, reporters. I won't name names. Uh, we all know who they are. They're the voters. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Shut up, Zach. Uh, Bailey thinks that uh, I and Jeff Hamilton look similar. We look like long lost relatives. I've never heard that before. Uh, look at Danny Austin closely. Look at Danny Austin oh, closely. Yeah. There is a picture uh, him and I have. We're both wearing glasses. Like I just I just like threw on a pair of, you know, flasses <laughs> you or tweet paper, whatever, that. like readers. And uh, I think Danny Austin could be my like I was adopted. Maybe he very well may be a relative. You never know. I like to Long think lost. you're one of my uh, one of the tribe, though, Darren. One one of us Jews, but eh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Yeah, Jeff Kabila says uh, Jeff Hamilton and I'm holding <laughs> up broken beer bottles at each other after a That's heated low. discussion. That's There's low. a reason why we only drink cans in the right. Football Reporters of Canada hospitality suite. But uh, whatever happens in there stays in there. Even uh, me to you, Zach, uh, especially yeah. to to everybody else. Like you ain't getting any secrets out of me for uh for what goes on there um that's a excellent question i don't remember well someone on the chat was asking what what was the barbershop you were talking about last time old town barbershop yes that's where you want to go uh he's awesome jeff uh is awesome uh go into bonfire midweeks uh video description from last week and then you'll uh you'll have some information there on on uh on uh, Jeff and uh, Old Town Barbershop. Really cool sports atmosphere uh, there as well. Um, okay, we're not going to go around the CFL this week. We will look ahead, though, Zach, as, as you and I yeah. uh, will make our picks for going into next week. You, you want to start with NFL, I suppose, as we normally do? I didn't well, even I, check how we did. I got I got our uh, I got notebook I, here. Of course you don't check because it's the one time I go 2 and 0 oh, baby. I'm like the 2008 Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah. I start 2 and 8 and I make the playoffs. I am now 2 and 8, folks. I had uh, two wins this week uh picking Cincinnati and Kansas City against uh, San Francisco. Got on got back on the Kansas City and then yeah, so now 2 and 8. What happened with uh, the two and eight uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers? They they made the playoffs, hosted a playoff game, uh, and then you know unceremoniously dumped by the crossover Edmonton football team, twenty nine twenty one. I still remember that game for some reason. The name Patrick Cabongo uh, come uh, comes to mind, like he got a lot of cheap shots in or something. But um, yeah, that was the end of the Kevin Glenn era, Milt Stegall, all of that. So. Um, give DB some gefilte fish and see if he's a true Jew. I love that. Oh, I love I've, that BJR. I've I've had my gefilte fish and it's good stuff, eh, Darren? I've I've had a lot of great 
uh, Passover setter yeah. meals. Uh, and look at you. Oh, I've, I've been, uh, I've been uh, initiated. And uh, as, and say. as one bird says, bomb is German for Yiddish for tree. So that's right. Your yeah. tree, your tree guy. Tree like he's rooted. He's grounded. Right. Even when he name drops, he's a, he's a grounded guy, folks. <laughs> so, so, so Zach, the you went, uh, I'm still looking for Cincinnati here, Cincinnati. Oh yeah. Okay. So you picked Cincinnati minus 6.5 at Atlanta. They yeah. rolled 35, 17. So you yeah. covered there, Kansas city. You had two and a half, uh, at San Francisco. They rolled, yeah. uh, 44, 23. So you went two and O. Oh, which improves your record on the year two and eight to two and eight Two and eight. I just wanted to double check. Okay. So Zach, you're two and eight. I took Baltimore to cover six and a half at Cleveland. They won by three. So I missed that. I then took green Bay mm, (laughs) uh, to cover five points at Washington. They lost by two. So oh, I went 0 for 2 Green this Bay. week. We're Green. in like bizarro world. It's the Twilight Zone. So it I fall to Twilight 5 zone. and 5 Ooh, on 500. the year. Oh. It's it's almost better to be 2 and 8 and like be an up and comer like a dark horse than just be like I'm gonna, slide back down to mediocrity 500. To, oh, Darren. Darren. I'm going to get my be game careful. together when CFL season is over <laughs> and then I'll be able to lock in uh, uh, on the NFL. Uh, Zach, our, um, we did some rapid picks as we yeah. always do on, uh, the CFL slate, right? Yes, sir. So for week 20, uh, you and I agreed on Hamilton minus six. Well, we, nah, we had it in our parlay too. Shit. Yeah. Wow. 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 Sorry. Uh, BC at, uh, Edmonton, you and I agreed on BC to cover seven. We hit on that, uh, Calgary. Minus two and a half, we agreed on, and we got that. Oh, yeah. The one we disagreed on was Toronto and Montreal. Right. I think you got me on that one, didn't you? So you took Montreal plus 1.5. Yeah. Which you won. Oh, I did win that. Oh, that's right. It was that Rouge. We couldn't even see that on the TSN uh, feed, by the way. I, I of, of I guess it was worthy. I, I guess his foot was on the end line or something. But uh, I just love those those endings on the Rouge. It's it's just great yeah. TSN missed the, it, but and the, the too many men <laughs> against Montreal shades of the 2009 Great Cup. People were telling me, oh, you know, karma's a whatever, but that's not karma, folks. That the Riders lost the Grey Cup on a play like with too many men. Uh, that that this is like. Whatever, Montreal lost a chance to take first. They would have had to beat Toronto back to back anyway. But uh yeah. So yeah. you went three and one in your yeah. CFL rapid fire this week. Hey, CFL, buddy. I'm uh I'm good in CFL. Good for good you. In CFL and, and getting better in NFL. Uh, you just you know, you just gotta you just gotta know who your sources are. Okay. Well, we gotta do our NFL picks. So yeah, I buddy. will go to SIA.com. So you're just going to pick off the cuff bonfire. now, right? Aren't you, you jerk? Of course. I always well, should I tell you mine before we go or what? Because I got, uh, I'm actually prepared. You're prepared? Okay. Well, uh, here, <laughs> just let me pull it up. I do always go off the cuff. That's why I I'm know, five I and know. five. Um, 
Whatever you did, though, stick with it. Your strategy is working going too well. Long. Okay, yes, I, I stuck uh, with the same week. strategy. So okay, so who do you got? So I, uh, I'm sticking with Cincinnati with with the with the machine that is Joe Burrow throwing 400 yard games at uh, at will here. He's at the Browns. Uh, last I checked on SIA, uh, Cincinnati. Even though they're on the road, they they are favored by three and a half. I think I think they uh, they covered that with okay. ease. Cincinnati minus three point five at yes, Cleveland. At Cleveland, okay. and then in a homage to my good friend Gregory Liverpool, uh, I'm eating some crow by crapping on his Dallas Cowboys, America's team. America's uh, team. America's team. I am. Uh, I also had a source that said to make that pick. I just think the Bears are trash. I don't care what they did to Bradley Zappi. Uh, I think Dallas is uh, favored by nine and a half at home against the Bears. And I think they will cover that gigantic wow. spread. So you got Dallas. I think they light up the Bears. You got Dallas minus 9.5. Yep. Home to Chicago. Yep. Okay. Yeah, if if that was the latest, you know, this was earlier today, so that number may have changed, but when I last checked, it was nine and a half for, for the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, I'm going off the cuff here. Okay. Uh, not touching Denver at Jacksonville. That's sitting no. at two and a half right now. Uh, Arizona, Minnesota, another one I am not touching. New Call of Duty out. Uh, probably Kyler Murray uh, staying up all night. <laughs> uh, Jeff Cabillas <laughs> is going to have something to say about that. His, he's a... He's a He's a, a, a. I like watching Kyler Murray. He's, he's a fun quarterback to watch. No. This is what I do like, though. The Carolina Panthers shocked the Bucks mm. last week. They're in Atlanta, and I think they come back down to earth. They've traded their best receiver. They have traded their all-world tailback, their quarterback, their O-line. Things are in, in real trouble there. I'm going to take Atlanta mm. minus four and a half at home uh against carolina so i like atlanta to uh i think they're gonna win by a touchdown at least um vegas at new orleans uh detroit miami's been playing really really well and just three and a half at detroit their defense stinks Mm -hmm. uh their offense is very good though that kind of shakes me off of that the jets are two and a half point dogs to the patriots in New York. That's an interesting one. I like that one. You know what though? Bill Belichick, like it's not like he won't lose two games in a row, but that team is going to be afraid to lose that second game <laughs> uh, in a row. Did you know the Do Eagles are 10 and a half point favorites job. at home against the Steelers? 10 and a half. Yeah, that's a lot, Ooh. but the 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 Eagles, I mean, if you're a Philadelphia sports fan right now, mm-hmm. You're loving this. The Phillies, the Eagles, yep. uh, the Penguins are doing well. Yeah. Uh, I so, mean, the, the Flyers, what am I talking about? <laughs> it's getting late. They're both in Pennsylvania. Give me a break. Yes, indeed they are. Yeah, no, Philly, Philly's a different team under uh, John Tortorella. Uh, mm-hmm. So Indianapolis is moving on to a, a new quarterback. Yeah, so you, that are you surprised about that? Uh, no. Gregory Liverpool gave me the hot tip. He DM me immediately. Uh, oh, I know. Or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. So my pick is going to be an AFC South matchup. 
which is always, you never know what's going to happen. But I like Tennessee in Houston. Uh, Houston is a bag of garbage. Well, Tennessee only has to cover two points. Yeah. 2.0 on SAA.com slash bonfire right now. That's a good Uh, one. At Houston. Oh, Sykes Man. Knife brings up something about that you sort of connect some here, NFL and CFL. Darren, pull that up if you can. It's the latest one here. Uh, yes, that was super cool. What did did you did you see that? I did. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think that's super a great cool. thing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. By the way, who had the Seahawks leading that division? My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that that trade is going to work out lovely for uh the seattle seahawks yeah apparently uh, russell wilson and jerry judy not getting along now somebody's spitting the stew russ ain't cooking anymore yeah watch Um, jerry judy end up in green bay okay so zach you've got cincinnati minus three and a half at cleveland dallas minus nine and a half at chicago i've got atlanta minus four and a half at carolina tennessee minus two at Houston. So go to SIA.com slash bonfire. And uh, well, if you like those picks, maybe you like uh, your own, uh, you can hey. do that as well. You want to do our CFL rapid fire? Cause Let's the lines it. are out. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> rapid fire. Okay. Yeah, I know. Time? I know. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. BC at Winnipeg on Friday night. It's the only game. Zach three and a half point favorites are the Winnipeg blue bombers. Who do you got? Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the bombers. I'll take the bombers. Yeah. You're gonna take the bombers minus three and a half. I will. Okay, so Winnipeg minus three and a half. I'm gonna go BC. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You just gotta prove to everyone you're not a fan. That's why you're doing that. No, no, I just think uh, <laughs> uh you know what? Rapid fire, Darren. Rapid yeah, fire. I know. Now Now I'm wavering. Like, I think, I don't know if Winnipeg wants to lose two in a row. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go with BC. Not at home, buddy. I'll go with BC plus the points. Okay. Which helps. Okay. Okay. Uh, triple header on Saturday in week 21 in the CFL. Montreal at, Montreal at Toronto with the Argos three-point favorites. Uh, I I would take Montreal on that. Because they're not going to let me down twice in a row. They're too Jekyll and Hyde. They're not so going to like lose Montreal two. plus three. Yeah, I am with you there. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Hamilton is one and a half point favorites on the road in Ottawa. Yeah, I I think Hamilton. I would take them. I I think they still have something to play for. They're gaining momentum, right? Um, I, I think they've been inconsistent. Coach O is probably going to want to see them. Uh, you know, firing on all cylinders before they go into the playoffs. I've got a good chunk on Hamilton to cover one yeah. and a half. Yeah. I think they're going to be just fine in Ottawa. They're winners of three straight. Not that that matters, but Orlando Steinhauer's crew, he he wants to go into the postseason yeah. uh, on a winning note. Absolutely. The type of year yeah. uh, that they've I had. I think so too. Saskatchewan, five and a half point dogs in Calgary. <laughs> I think Saskatchewan will be auditioning people for next year. I, I, I mean, it's a hard one to pick because Calgary has nothing to play for, but I just can't see Calgary dropping it even with backups. I, I just think the 
that team, that Saskatchewan team is just destroyed. You you saw that with them taking a knee on the final play. Like they're just, they've taken a knee on the season, buddy. I, I just think it's uh it's backup city there. I love this. Uh, Corey May, Winnipeg versus BC over under 107.5 total points. And then Gregory needs to clarify, no, Corey May, it's 50.5. It is the highest over under. uh, Yeah, that's high. But Corey May, I'm with you. I think it could be a very, very high scoring game. Could be. Uh, We'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. So you've got Winnipeg minus three and a half. I got BC plus the points yeah. you got you and I agree on Montreal plus three Hamilton minus one and a half Calgary minus five and a half on SIA.com slash bonfire. Uh, okay. Here's the debate to wrap the show. Zach Nathan Rourke has been medically cleared to play. Yep. They say he will start and play one quarter. Is that a smart move? And how much of Zach Kolaris do you want to see? Great question. I, I mean, I, I've heard all the arguments that you know you don't want to rush this guy, uh, you don't want to mortgage your future, all of those things. I mean, if he's been medically cleared to play, then he's cleared to play. I don't know if it's that black and white, Darren, but I think they certainly want to see what he has because if he's eighty percent Nathan Rourke and he's not going to mortgage the future then he's head and shoulders above above his backup in Vernon Adams. I don't think Vernon Adams scares anybody. So I, I think it's smart to play him a quarter. Do I think he's going to be throwing deep shots to Dominic Rimes uh, waiting in the pocket? I don't think so. I think you're going you're gonna to see a few running plays, some hitches, some screens, you know, things like well, that. Clarify, is that designed runs from Nathan Rourke or handoffs? Handoff. Sorry. I no, no, I don't see him running. the. I ball. said the same thing as you had practiced this week. And you know, a couple of the other media members were like, well, what do you mean? Like designed run plays? And I'm like, I, no, I, I'll I, probably I, hand it off. Yeah. So I, I see a pretty vanilla offense from both teams. And I see, especially one that's, that's run heavy, pretty conservative from BC. And as you said, many times they, they don't want to show their cards because these teams very well may play each other in two weeks. So that's what I see from work. I, I, you know, again, if he's medically cleared and and it's a fairly safe game, uh, sure. But then it, you know, it all it's always a gamble, buddy. If this guy goes down and and his future or his next year is in jeopardy, boy, there'll be a lot of people with pitchforks. So I, I guess I got to just trust the doctors on this and the coaches and him and and what he thinks. He's a young guy. Maybe he heals fast. With Kalaras, uh, you know, it, it, you just want him to stay sharp. He yeah. probably doesn't even have to play the game. Like there's been this narrative that he, that the, the team was rusty in the West final last year. Well, I mean, I don't think Kolaris was rusty. I don't think Kolaris was rusty at all. It was, it was a guy in the getting into the end zone, getting stripped and while Tarski, it was Dembski bobbling that touchdown. That wasn't Kolaris. Uh, so honestly, he probably just, just, you know, get him a, a sheen of sweat, a few drives, whatever. Like I'm not really concerned about Zach Kolaris. I, I maybe give him a quarter or a few series. I, I do I you just... remember Zach Kolaris's first start in 2019? Right. Did he look it, rusty? Cause he hadn't played all year. Yeah. He threw for two touchdowns, uh, 
over Scrambled. 250 yards. He did throw a pick, but you know, whatever. Uh, I still remember that first deep shot to to Rashid Bailey because up until that point, Bailey hadn't been targeted for any sort of deep shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I remember thinking, okay, this is something. And then, of course, we all remember that magical play to Darvin Adams. So, yeah, I, I'm not. I honestly, Darren, I know it's it's not very exciting, but I, I don't really care how much that Kalaris plays. I, I want him just to get in rhythm a little bit and then get him out of there. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I don't think he needs a half. I don't think no. a lot of the starters need that much time. I expect a lot of Winnipeg's players to rest i'm just pulling up winnipeg's injury report well before Uh, and as you're doing that let me just say like my thinking is um i i'm expecting them to uh like my my biggest concern is getting walatarski and especially ellingson uh game ready like it's one thing to be working your butt off in the training room or in practice but game under the lights is different so i i expect to see them a little bit and uh you know, maybe I'll walk back the Kolaris thing because he has that chemistry with uh, both of those guys, frankly, but also especially Ellingson. So maybe like maybe you see uh, Kolaris a couple of drives, three, four drives just to get him uh, on, on the same page as Ellingson. Um, and then I think he's gone. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree there. Uh, unfortunately, I can't make this any bigger on the screen, but uh, Drew Wolitarski, Okay, first of all, you read these Winnipeg Blue Bombers injury reports. (laughs) Out means they're out this week. Questionable means they are possible to play this week. If they're not ruled out, there is 100% chance they are ruled questionable. Okay, you're either questionable or out. There is nothing else. So if a player is quote unquote questionable and practiced all week in uh, in a full manner, like say a Dietrich Nichols, He's not truly questionable. He's going to play. Mm. Uh, ah, interesting. The way it works. Just the verbiage, eh? Yes. Uh, so for a lot of people asking, uh, like Josh Wolf asking here, there seems to be a chance we get Demario Houston back at corner. Uh, he was dressed in practice. In the meantime, this week, we have Lawrence at cornerback, Parker at halfback on the field side. Not worried. <laughs> that could very well be their starting lineup uh, for uh, the, uh, the West final on November 13th. Uh, that all said, Evan Holm is out this week with a head injury as is Malcolm Thompson, Nick Taylor, Deadric Hansen, um, Kyrie Wilson and Carlton Agadosi. I don't see those guys being likely to return this year. I'll leave it mm. at that. Noah Hallett is back practicing. He's questionable, but, Again, um, you know, I think they're just going to be a little bit more cautious with him because he did have a setback on that uh, season-ending knee surgery he had at the end of last year. Um, Jackson Jeffcoat practiced fully yesterday. Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, he practiced fully. Uh, They may rest him again. He's just dealing with some things. Yeah, Uh, So they're going to see how that works. Brian Cole, a special teamer uh, and backup linebacker, uh, full as was Malik Clements, just a personal issue with him. But, uh, you know, he came back uh, in Winnipeg's last game and, and looked fine. Mike Miller 
uh, did not practice, tends to be kind of that veteran rest day. No update from head coach Mike O'Shea on Chris Kolinkowski this week. Yeah. He did not practice all week. He is ruled out, but you have the ultimate uh, guy to step up and step in in Michael Couture, the day one starter and totally. 2021 CFL All-Star. Jamarcus Hardrick is questionable this week. Uh, it could be Eric Lofton at right tackle. We could see some uh, Drew Richmond uh, in this game as well. It'll be interesting to, when that depth chart comes out uh, on Thursday morning. Same with Stanley Bryant. Uh, questionable whether he wants the rest or not. I'm sure that's going to be up to him, uh, but ultimately up to the team. Uh, Nick Dembski is out dealing with a bit of a calf injury. They're just putting him on the shelf and ensuring that he is going to be okay uh, and good to go for the playoffs. And there's the two studs uh, that have been waiting in the wings, uh, working their tails off to get back from injury in Greg Ellingson uh, and Drew Wolitarski. So um, to Josh Wolf's point, yeah, Demario Houston is absolutely uh, somebody who is back on the practice field. I think he's on the mend. I think he is somebody that could be healthy for the playoffs. Um, but having Desmond Lawrence at corner, mm-hmm. having Jamal Parker at halfback, mm-hmm. obviously Brandon Alexander at safety and Alden Darby at dimeback, and then Dietrich Nichols and Winston Rose on the boundary at half and corner respectively, Winnipeg's defensive secondary is solidified. And I think strong for the postseason. Jamal Parker has really, really come on. He has turned into a heck of a good player, reliable. I had a great conversation um, off microphone with uh, Jordan Younger this week. Oh Um, yeah. You read Taylor Allen's. uh, Yes. You got to read that. I retweeted that great piece on, on a guy we don't talk about nearly enough. uh, Absolutely future uh, DC and, and possibly a head coach in this league. Yeah. Bob, man, you want to know the over under on all the games. You can find them on the ticker below, but you want to go to SIA.com slash bonfire. Sign up. You only have to, you only have to deposit 20 bucks and 20 bucks will get doubled to 40 bucks. You can put in up to a thousand, I think, and they'll double it uh, in bet credits. So, and I'm only five, six. I've got to pay someone to clean my uh, second and third floor eavesdrops, folks. So I need the money. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Darren, I mean, I, I'm pretty happy with how this uh, defensive uh, backfield and linebacker core and D-line is shaping up. If you're getting Jeff Coat back, uh, yep. hate to hear about Kyrie Wilson and, and uh, Nick Taylor, of course, and Theatric Hansen. But if you're going to get Houston back, we picked up Alden Darby. You, you got Desmond Lawrence. So there was a piece on him in the free press today. Um you know, I I think our def- defense is going to be good, and our offense. No one's concerned about our offense. So, I I, I just think we you may have make sure forgotten. The line is healthy, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, of course you do. I, I just think that you know this week's game. You're you're going to see. If if there's questions about someone's health, they're just not going to play them, and uh, they want everyone to be healthy for the West final, and. I I think if the Bombers, I, I don't, I, so I put a poll out on Twitter, who would you rather play in the West Final, Calgary or BC? We'll get to this quickly, if you don't mind, Darren, and then, yeah. then I got to do this TSV I'm thing. with you, Josh. Great comment here from Josh Wolf. That, that's kind of how I see the skill positions uh, in Winnipeg's offense. But yeah, your, your poll yeah. got a lot of uh, a lot Yeah, of It was a big, I got a big poll, Darren. What can I say? Three, over 300 votes. Uh, 56% said they'd rather see the BC Lions, you know, for for reasons such as they're a dome team traveling to uh, 
the frozen tundra of the madhouse on Matheson and, um, you know, not being sure about Nathan Rourke, being more afraid of Calgary's run game, uh, things like that. Uh, and then there's, the, you know, there's people that say BC's the best with Rourke and they want to beat the best. So just an interesting variety of comments there. Um you know, and people being, I think, rightfully afraid of Calgary's run game, of, of Jake Mayer, how he diced us up. Even though we beat them three times, they, they, it wasn't like we blew them out, Calgary. So, If um, I had to pick the more dangerous yeah. team, if you just want my opinion, and look, my good pal, Bonfire Sports alumnus Nick Kowalski, now a member of the BC yes. Lions multimedia department, uh, I think Calgary's a better team. I do. Does too. Nathan Rourke become the X factor in that? Possibly. Sure. Uh, but I I don't know what we're going to see from Nathan Rourke until we see him in the game. Is he going to be as dynamic with his feet and with his legs in in being exactly. elusive and That's rolling the fascinating, out? Yeah, yeah, it's a fascinating thing to but watch on Friday, right? Don't sleep on Calgary no. and don't sleep on Hamilton. You want two dark horses in the CFL yeah. playoffs? Yeah. That's that's my take anyway. Uh, Kabilis and I and you, are, you, I'm afraid of the Stamps. They, they're well coached. They, we played them three times. You try and beat a team four four times, that's not easy. And and the run game travels, right? Especially in cold weather, as, as they like to say. Um, what were you name dropping again there, Derek? Oh, Nick Kowalski, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's his homecoming game uh, this weekend. Right. So- He'll be, uh, he'll be on the field genius. pregame and yeah. Okay, so folks, for you, we don't we all know about our our TSV friends. Uh, you can get uh, their great stuff made in Winnipeg over on King Edward. You can get it at uh, Fanatics, Amazon, Shoppers Drug Mart, of course, the Bombers Store. Good friends of ours, and and they've given us uh, what I've what I've coined a holiday prize pack. So first we had this sculpted Jets mug, of course, because Darren, you're getting heavy into the Jets and NHL and hockey. So this is a nice sculpted mug, raised. Uh, a little bit of a raised emblem here very nice and then you've got what the uh what did you call that that's the word mark a word mark over here beautiful mug and then uh last time darren we had the official sideline gear of the bombers keep their hands warm and then mm-hmm. if you want to keep your hands warm in the western final you want to have this this week the third of four is a very christmas oriented beautiful blue bombers ornaments that you don't you know i i'm jewish and i would put these i would put these up so that's some nice looking balls zach nice beautiful balls balls and blue shiny blue balls big shiny blue balls blue balls (laughs) you have to do some editing here buddy now now the next no let's leave that right at the end it'll make it easy i just want to say next week's prize which which rounds out the four is uh, a phenomenal exclusive from TSV. I will say it's a it's a highlight. I don't know if it's at the Bombers store yet, but uh, yeah, you, you're definitely going to want to drink that one in, and that and then that's a that's a bit of a clue, folks. Uh, Darren, I did want to ask you though, and the fire yep. starters, just quickly. There's a couple of races um, in terms of you know league leaders here for next week. I know none of the games right. matter in the like. McLeod Bethel Thompson is going to win the passing yards leader. He's 600 ahead of Harris and Kolaris. Yeah. But Schoen, Schoen and Rhymes are very close with Eugene Lewis and Tim White right there. 
you know, who's going to win the, the receiving yards title tackles. Sankey is 115. Santos Knox is 105. Um, but you know, if I'm Sankey, you know, uh, for, for Saskatchewan, Calgary's going to run a lot and uh, Saskatchewan has no reason to rest Sankey. You know, you've got Malden in terms of sacks with 16 lemon with 14, interceptions it's close jamal peters with six gary peters five for bc cameron kelly five for hamilton um any thoughts on maybe uh quickly who's going to win those races well receiving yards is anybody's game shown 1357 rhymes 1346 gino 1303 even tim white at 1265 uh, it's it's wide open. Jalen Acklin uh, had had fallen off uh, yeah. lately, so he's still below twelve hundred. But uh, I think okay. So like early in the year, this is what I really enjoyed doing on SIA.com/slash Bonfire. I I put a little sprinkle on Eugene Lewis to lead the CFL in receiving. Uh-huh. So he is uh, fifty four yards behind Dalton Schoen. He could have a big game yeah. uh, this week. Uh, I think Sean's going to win the receiving touchdowns race. Oh, yeah. He's got a, no a, a four point uh, four bump on, uh, on, on uh, rhymes right now. Uh, the rushing yards race, right. James Butler, 1054, Kadeem yep. Carey, 1088. Uh, Brady Oliveira has a chance, but he's, uh, you know, over 150 yards uh, behind Kadeem Carey right now. Uh, I don't think Calgary is going to play a ton of Kadeem Carey. Nor do and I think BC reps, right? or Winnipeg. Yeah, I don't think these guys are, are going to get a lot of work. So I think that's probably how it's going to shake out. Maybe James Butler, um, you know, uh, jumps past Kadeem Carey. But I, I don't think see Butler Brady jumps past him. Just they won't play up. Carey much, and he he splits reps with Mills and Logan. Um, I I think I think Rhymes will take it. I don't think they're going to throw to Shown much because I think they're going to want to. Um, I think Zach is really going to want to establish uh, Walatarski and Ellingson. Mind you, then Drew Brown comes in. He may, and Prukop may throw to Schoen. Who knows? But I, I, I think it's I think it's Rhymes and uh, Sankey is 10 ahead of Knox, Santos Knox. I think it's Sankey. Um, Malden is two sacks ahead of Lemon, so it's tough to catch. Um, I yeah, don't know. I mean, sacks I, come and sacks come and go, right? I don't know if if going into the last week, if it's if it's a thing. One player yeah. could have four sacks, yeah, on uh, on Saturday afternoon, and suddenly it's a completely different uh, player yeah. to top that. But uh, that that will be interesting to watch. Uh, what I wanted to say was on saa.com/slash bonfire Zach. Early in the year, you can do like head-to-head bets. So I am going to hit on Zach Kalaris more passing yards than Cody Fajardo. I am going to hit. Oh, really? On um, oh gosh, now I forget the other one. I know, I know, I lost. Uh, Dane Evans. I I picked um Jeremiah Masoli more passing yards than Dane Evans. That injury uh ended that one. Right. What was the other one I had? Now I can't remember. I have to maybe take a look. Oh, I should have hit Kalaris over for Jardo. My God. Oh, easy. Was I, I was sleeping. Easy money. Um, yeah, I got Gino to win uh, the the he receiving could. title. Gino Harris likes to run. He just throws the Trevor oh. Harris just throws up the ball there for him. I oh picked Kadeem Carey more rushing yards than James Wilder Jr. Oh, so where I hit with that one, I will yeah. because of injury, I will lose on another one in picking Masoli uh, more right. yards passing than uh, Evans because of injury. But uh, and, and Masoli was on base right. right to to win that one. Yep. Oh. Yeah. 
but lots of fun stuff uh, at the beginning of the year yeah. uh, on SIA.com slash bonfire. I mean, hockey, NFL, in-game betting, parlays, uh, you name it. You can really, the World Series starts, what is it, like two weeks from now? I think yeah. we're finally going to get underway. Oh, right. No. Baseball, that <laughs> other that other sport. Darren, I have a burning, burning <laughs> bonfire question for you because there was a fun video uh, by the Bombers about Halloween candy. What's your favorite Halloween candy, buddy? So Riley Mara is the man with the little microphone in those videos. Yeah. And I've been enjoying talking with him all season following practice when he's he's asking the guys all those things. Um, I I'm on the team. No candy corn. No doubt. My mom always liked candy corn. So Seriously, it was around eh? when I was a kid. Yeah. Oof. Just they could never get into it. Nasty uh, candies growing up when we grew up. Eh? Yeah. Like those, so like those taffy ones with the, with the ghost, uh, ghost oh, or whatever. Like, oh, remember those ones? Like just, yes, stuff. but no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am a Twix and Kit Kat guy. Maybe oh, a little Kit wonder Kat. bar in there. Yeah. Uh, but when I was a kid, what I loved was like the little Twizzler packs. Like there were the little short little Twizzlers, <laughs> oh, yeah. like four Twizzlers. And they were like so congealed. Like it was like one bar. It was like a Twizzler <laughs> fruit bar. You know what I mean? Like, like fruit leather. Oh yeah. That was my favorite. That was your favorite. Eh? How about you? Uh, I don't, I'm a coffee crisp guy, but, uh, mm. that's, but I don't know if that's my favorite Halloween candy. I don't associate it with so much with Halloween uh craft caramels uh, i just i remember those popeye like little uh what were those pipes or those white things oh um, the little popeye cigarettes oh yeah oh my god and rockets and oh there's, there's so much crap and then you then you'd get like you never get this now you get homemade bags from neighbors like now you'd <laughs> right yeah like and then uh, you always have to check for needles and stuff i'm like needles and razor blades right yeah, i don't i don't know yeah. what goes on in transcona Paul. Yeah, well, it's, but apples hard pass. On come on, well, maybe a candy apple, but you don't get that. You just all whatever it was for me. We, we there was always a house in my neighborhood growing up where uh, where they'd give the full size chocolate bar, right? And so you always wanted to hit that house if you you might even have a few costumes on to try and mix it up and then get a couple. So anybody ever, who's given out like, a full size, did you ever hitch a ride to like the rich neighborhoods and, and try to get some like primo candy? Uh, yes. I did. That's more when I was a Wellington. Yeah. Yeah. When I was, when I was a teenager doing, doing stuff like that. But when I was a kid, I was just happy to get out there and, uh, try and many get houses as possible. Doesn't matter. Bars, baby, bring, bring the, bring the garbage bag. Yeah. Absolutely. Fun times. Okay. Fun times. Well, let, let, let's leave it there. Uh, heck of a show. Uh, really appreciate, yeah. uh, everybody. Uh, for joining us in the live chat. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, helps us out a lot. Big thanks to our sponsors. Uh, the Winnipeg Rifles this year really helped support the channel. Uh, their season came to a close in crazy weather conditions in Regina yeah. to the undefeated Thunder. You can go to riflesfootball.com uh, for the latest uh, on that. But lots of great stuff coming up with Shannon's Pub, uh, Shannon's Irish Pub, uh, and... Uh, uh, they got great eats there as well uh, on Carlton Street. Uh, and, uh, you know, some other sponsors are going to be jumping on uh, oh, yeah. for Great Cup Week and, and for Bonfire Hockey. We're working hard here. These teas. And by the way, Dallas Pauls, this this beauty of a chain was, uh, let's just say it was $39.99 more than it cost to make. 
I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> the Jets stole their idea. Now they're selling them for there was it thirty five bucks for the Jets. Forty bucks, forty bones, and and I the, tell you, the Jets lots are going thirty five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, listen, they sold a lot of them, man. You're gonna see a lot of them at the West Final and even on Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Whoever hit on that in in the the marketing or or apparel department, yeah. Corey May, of course. Chris Walby joins me as he always does the day before the game. So that is tomorrow, Thursday, 3 p.m. live right here on Bonfire Sports post game as well. Uh, You don't want to miss game day after dark. Zach, glad to hear you are feeling better. The voice is a little uh, uh, gravelly today, but uh, I know that means you're on the men. So uh, looking forward to seeing you post game on Friday night. Yes, yes, I look forward to it. Haven't had an after dark in a while because I skipped that last one because I'm an old man. But uh, a lot of bye weeks. Look, look forward to seeing you and uh, and hopefully, hopefully, getting a Bombers record of 15 wins. I I know yeah. it's not important to O'Shea, but it sure is to me uh, as someone who's uh, died in the wool uh, Blue Bombers fans. So I'm hoping to get to that 15 and three record buddy we'll we'll see you then and and join in folks with the with the man himself the the legend chris walby it'll be a great show yeah we'll see you then for uh game day winnipeg zach thanks again man we'll see you yeah, next buddy. time enjoy yeah. everybody have a great night